Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of a conversation for young homemakers here on Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are your hosts, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead blog and Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. And every Monday and Thursday, we gather here in this amazing media form we call podcasting to have conversations. <laughs> Try. We asked you what young homemakers need to hear, what questions they have, what y'all want to talk about. And one of the things that we got the question of is, where do I find community? Where do I find people who see value in homemaking? Right here, ladies, this is where. If you are living in one of those deserts where it's really difficult to find people who see value in homemaking, we are your people. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And there's, you're not alone. Like there's thousands listening every week and you're not alone. I know it's hard to connect. Be sure you're joining us over on our Instagram feed because there are conversations. Leave comments, get to know people. Um, The Instagram feed is growing rapidly. Mm -hmm. And um, when we say young, we are obviously we, like on Monday we address teenagers. We're addressing young moms, but also young young at heart because, uh, like we talked about on Monday, some people are they have a new chapter in life and now they're turning towards the home and addressing homemaking. So we are going to um, mm-hmm. go back to the Instagram feed because Shay put the call out last week. Just sort of picked your brain on what you would like to hear us address in this episode. But first, we'd like to say a special thank you to. American Blossom Linens, AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off. They are the sponsor of season eight, which Shay, do you know we're like yeah, I actually on the wrap-up? Lost count. <laughs> I don't really know what episode we're on. I think this is episode 15. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yikes. So we need to schedule a fangirl call for the patrons. Yeah. Um Yeah, so uh, American Blossom is the sponsor of Season 8. They are the sponsor of Season 8. And this is the bedding that we dress our beds in. This theme for this season was Make Your Bed because we just wanted to look at the bed as sort of this um, uh, representation of so many things in the house, the intention that you're giving your home, the diligence that you're giving your home, the the touches that you're giving your home. So we thank so much to um, American Blossom for sponsoring I still don't have any wine. Well, I'm still drinking Pellegrino. I'm still drinking the same glass I drank on Monday. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, in that vein, (laughs) to quote Shay, let's cue the wine music and then we're going to carry on with this conversation from Monday. Okay. This is you. I know. I was just letting the music play. (laughs) Plus, I couldn't hear you. This is a continuation of when we sat down to record Monday's show. So, yes, we still are having technical difficulties. Um, So wine is necessary. And we uh, love Dry Farm. This is the wine that Shay and I drink very intentionally. Uh, We choose to partner with Dry Farm because they are bringing us biodynamic, organic, naturally yeasted wines from small family farms all around the world. Um, you will get to enjoy wines that would never come across your table 
when you decide to partner with TriFarm for your pantry or for your wine cabinet. Uh, you can visit tryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And if you are a first time customer, which every week we have so many first time customers, it makes me so happy because I love TriFarm. Shay and I are kind of affectionate about yeah. the people we partner with. If you guys haven't noticed that, we, we, we get to know the owners of these companies. We feel very mm-hmm. strongly for the people that we bring you. And we do love uh, Dry Farm. And so, so many first-time customers each week. When you do that, uh, you will get your first order and you'll get an extra bottle for a penny. So you can order three, six, nine, or 12 bottles and get an extra bottle yes. for a penny. Uh, add to that I'm not sipping. Okay, anything, well, I so still I have, have the same wine, wine from Monday. But I did have some fabulous bubbly mm. over the weekend. Thank Here's something happy. Stu and I were talking about. So we tend to go in waves. Okay. So I know you. I anticipate your answer to this. In the summertime, we primarily drink whites and bubbles. So I tend to like kind of stockpile okay. some of my reds because we get six and six each month six reds, six whites. Well, then winter comes, like the first hint of cold, and I'm like, all the red wine. (laughs) So then we stockpile our white wine through that season. But I still really Mm -hmm. want, and I still do drink, my sparkling wines, my sparkling white wines in the winter. It doesn't feel like a white wine to me. Why is that? Uh Uh-huh. The bubbly? Like, I don't want to drink a chilled glass of white wine, but I want to drink a chilled glass of bubbly white wine. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it's just that minerally. I don't know. I just never think of. I mean, bubbly is bubbly. Yeah. It's good for any day of the week, and and I think it's very festive. Yeah. So there's nothing like pouring a flute of champagne and having all your little white twinkly Christmas lights like bouncing off all the little bubbles, and it's just so festive. So so fabulous. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't drink a lot of like yeah. chilled whites yeah. in the winter, but I do drink bubbly. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I can see that. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. All the things and important things we need to ponder in life. <laughs> okay, so we okay. are continuing our conversation about young homemakers. Um, and where do we even start today? Do you want to pull a question from Instagram and see what else we need to chew into? Yeah, I grabbed my phone. This one I thought was kind of funny. This might be controversial. Perfect. I don't know. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Uh, This gal wants to know if she is dropping the ball by not packing her husband's lunch. Four little ones. That's her excuse. She says he's very kind about it and doesn't ask, but wonders if it's something that should be under her jurisdiction. And I, I, I think you are the person, person because I can tell by the look on your face what you're going to say. <laughs> I never packed my husband's lunch. I was like, you are a grown man. You can do that yourself. <laughs> it's like, I just, I don't know. I didn't think I needed to do that. It just, I just didn't. No, I did not take that under my jurisdiction. Kay. I'll clean the toilets, but. If you need a lunch, like there, there's the meat, there's the bread. Knock yourself out. I'm cleaning up the kitchen after dinner. Like you can do that. I, um, I will add to that. I'm yeah, going to add to I, that. I don't fold his laundry. real fast. I don't. I I give. You know, I'll if it's in the washing machine in the dryer, I'll wash it. But he has his own hamper. He does his own laundry. 
Like I, I don't know. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I have, I pick and choose. I cherry pick how I want to be a, a servant, but there's some things where I'm like, yeah, I'm not the maid. I'm the wife, but I'm not the maid. I'll wash the three-year-old's laundry, but you can wash your own. I wash mine. I don't ask you to wash mine. Now, if I'm ill, he'll wash mine. If he's ill, I wash it. You know, like we do take care of each other, but I guess I'm maybe there's some, I think there's maybe stereotypes when you say the word homemaker and maybe people look at somebody like you and I assume like we do all these things, you know, with high heels and an apron and there's just some ways where I'm not that old fashioned, I suppose. I don't know. What I would add to that, I am also not a lunch maker for my husband. In fact, last week when he was going to homeschool co-op, <laughs> I did make his lunch only because I had made this beautiful turkey the night before and I knew he would want some. So I made him a lunch and gave it to him. And he's like, I already made mm-hmm. one. Like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I guess, I guess we're not in that habit, are we? Um, here's what I would do. I would ask your husband and say, like, I'm here. Yeah. And we're partners. Like, we're going to pull weight for each other. We are going to serve one another. This is not a one one way servanthood (laughs) road. Uh We serve each other. Okay. What is important to you? And it might be really important to your husband that you make his lunch and he might mm-hmm. care less mm-hmm. if the house is cleaned or if you wash his laundry. He might really care that you wash his laundry. That might be really important to him. That might make him feel very honored and loved. Yeah. Within reason. Got to add those disclaimers. If he's asking you to do something you don't want to do, <laughs> take it up with your pastor. Um, but I just mean right. communicate about these things because it's not that yeah. big of a deal to make your husband a lunch if he says that that is important to him. But if he says it's important to me that right. the children are perfectly obedient and that the house is clean and that dinner's here and there's meat and potatoes every night and, oh, you also need to wash my laundry because that's really important and could you also make my lunch? Like, you, he has to cho- he has to choose to because we're one person. And right. so just have an honest, yeah. unaggressive conversation about what's most important to you so that I know what to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Stu and I have had this conversation many times mm-hmm. because every time I feel like every 18 months with kids, you go through this real change. <laughs> like I just got yeah. my groove. Well, yeah. It. Because the routine changes, their habits, their sleep habits change, or they're teething, or now they're walking, and you need a gate everywhere. It's so different. Like, oh, yeah. It's so, it's in these chunks. Yeah. 18. Yeah. So sit down. For sure. Sit down. Uh, I think that you can. Phases. Yeah. And say. Yeah. Right. And um, if you're, you know, if that's something you you want to do, like, I'd be happy to do this, but, like, here's where I'm drowning. So while I'm making your lunch. Would you be willing to move Perfect. the laundry along? Because I literally can't yep, add exactly. one more thing to my plate. Um, so we've had this conversation yeah. before. And usually, and, I, and I'm generalizing mm-hmm. here, but I've talked to enough women mm-hmm. about this that I think it, it actually is fairly typical. Your husband <laughs> wants your home to be joyful. He wants you to be joyful. He wants you to feel loved. He wants you to love him. He wants you to enjoy your children. He wants the home to be a nurturing, beautiful place. 
when you are a strung out witch, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so Stuart always is just like, I don't care. Like, if that means we need to get pizza tonight, yeah. if that means that we all pitch in and do laundry, if that means any number of things, so be it. So long mm-hmm. is that we are all right. in fellowship and no one is writhing on the floor in agony. Mm-hmm. Technical pause, technical pause. There we go. <laughs> I think that's you exactly just said writhing said. on the floor in agony. <laughs> technical pause, but I think that's what you said. <laughs> okay. You know, another thing, too, is it is important to to talk with him um, because, you know, about these kinds of things, because a lot of times your pri- you think your priorities match and they don't, <laughs> you know, you think him having a lunch made is like a priority for him and he might be like, yeah, I don't care. Or, you know, like we'll, we'll do this with home projects. Well, what do you see as the top priority that we need to do on the list? And his will be like totally opposite. And no wonder, like, no wonder we're like no ships way. crossing in the We night. need to start with this. <laughs> right. No wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. Let's talk real so, fast. I don't know that like jurisdiction because – that's kind of cliche. Like, that's kind of old timey to me. That's like, you know, there's some homes mm-hmm. where the husband does all the cooking. And in a cliche world, that's what the wife would no. do. So, like, I don't want to get there. Um, but just talk to him. See what he thinks. It might. Yeah. Try and get yeah. on the same page with what um, serves the home and the family best and what serves your partner best and how you feel loved and honored and respected and have those conversations. Um, especially when you are in the thick of it and you can't do all the things. So we need to talk to, we got this one message. Actually, we got a couple like this. Um, so if you would like your husband to t- tune in now, hmm. you're welcome to turn the volume up for him. This, this okay? is where you give him a call. We heard from a or lot of women <laughs> who were saying, well, what if I have to do it all myself? I'm doing it all by myself and not because I'm single. But because I think that's something we haven't really touched on on the show. If I'm talking, it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I am. It's okay. There I am. Go ahead. What haven't we touched on? Well, I was going to say we. I I don't think hardly in almost two years we've touched on husbands that are turds. I you know you and I are very blessed. I think we work hard at what we have, but there are (laughs) Neanderthals among us. Okay, like I'm not like there no, are. It's true. And we've we recorded a podcast on homemaking and not really touched on like not all husbands are created equals and you might be married to a real jerk. That's true. And it's sad. Yeah. And again, take it up with your pastor. It is. Okay? We're not counselors. Like we are not the person to counsel you through a very difficult marriage. That's not no. our place and we would be stupid to try to do that. But, you know, but. <laughs> but girlfriend to girlfriend, we want to acknowledge yeah. you might be married to a jerk. Jerk, maybe you're <laughs> listening right yeah. now. Uh, so these women <laughs> would say, like, I'm doing it all by myself. I'm doing it all by myself and I mm-hmm. have no mm-hmm. help. What then? Um, mm-hmm. If my husband was being a jerk and he was not being helpful and he was not practicing what we in my Christian circle call servant leadership, 
which is basically mm-hmm. a leader of the home who lays down his life. <laughs> he lays down his life um, in a lot of different ways. But one of those ways is just in actually mm-hmm. when when you're talking about young years, young kids, a lot of it is physical, physical yeah. in health, very physical with the children, physical in loving mm-hmm. the wife and reminding her that she is beautiful <laughs> in his Whose eyes. body is like constantly <laughs> metamorphosing <laughs> and yeah <laughs> honey i think you're 50 pound weight gain is so sexy <laughs> and your boobs were one's a triple d and one's a b those look awesome i have no idea what you just said <laughs> You would love it if you heard it. One's a raisin <laughs> and one looks right. I feel like it had something to do with the KKs, as Junior calls them. <laughs> what did I you say? Just repeat it. <laughs> Dang it. I want in on the joke. <laughs> I was just saying, you know, we count Stupid on our husbands technology. physically to remind us when one boob is one size and one's the other size that that. Oh, yeah. There's so that there's uh-huh. a physicality, okay? Um, right, right. And if your husband isn't doing this, like if my husband was being a turd, I would go talk to the elders in my church and I would say, my husband is being a turd. And here's how. That doesn't mean I'm just mm-hmm. upset with him because he doesn't do everything I want him to do. But genuinely, if there's a sincere issue, talk to your pastor or talk to right. a counselor. Because your husband should be a partner in this. And yeah. this... There is nothing that will deprive you of homemaking joy, like doing it for a bunch of people who expect it and treat it, treat you like a servant. <laughs> like there, that will zap, zap your joy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're just getting into honest, deep, difficult conversations, but you know, we know some of you are there, so we see you and fight the good fight. Do your part. Um, there was a pastor that I listened to years ago, Tim Keller, and he talked about when you're in a less than ideal marriage or you're in a difficult spot with your spouse, you should try to treat them the way that you would treat them if you were in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. Because so much of that fostering comes from our actions We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. When we're tending to like an aging parent or we're tending to a young infant, one of the reasons we have such deep affection for them is because we are doing acts of service over them every day, all day. We are doing the things that you do. You don't typically like wipe the bottom of people that you don't love. You know, (laughs) like that is it's a fairly intimate thing. Um. So I would just encourage you in that, too. If, if your family does not have the right posture or attitude towards you, don't grow in bitterness towards them. Try to mm. treat them and treat your homemaking as you would if they, were re- if they were responding really well. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? I can't find the words. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so maddening. <laughs> that that had to be amazing, Shay. I really needed your help on that one, Angela. <laughs> I did catch I did catch some of it, <sighs> but not enough to respond. Okay. Let's I'm sum sorry. it up like this. 
Sometimes all you can do is all you can do. And you could, you're only accountable for your own yes. actions. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We would like to thank American Blossom Linens for not only being our favorite linen company in the entire world, but also for sponsoring season eight, Make Your Bed of Homemaker Chic Podcast. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 to get 20% off of your new bed linens. As we head into fall, as we redress our beds, and as we celebrate this theme of making your bed even more beautiful, we want you to do so with American Blossom Linens. Whether you're looking for beautiful, modern vintage sheets to dress your bed, or a new duvet cover, or a new pillowcase, this is where you need to grow. This is the only 100% American-owned linen company in the entire United States. This is a family-owned company that's over 100 years old, sourcing the most beautiful Texas-grown cotton and weaving them into sheets that are made to last a lifetime. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com, use coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEAT20 for 20% off of your new bedding. We get asked a lot how we care for our skin and what kind of makeup we use. And the answer is simple. We use Tubes & Co. I want you to visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER. This is your one-stop shop for all things natural and organic. From face washings, you have to check out the charcoal bar, to glow serums, which is probably the most beautiful thing I've ever put on my face. Emily has created all kinds of wonderful products for you to utilize on your skin. So whether you're looking for a new foundation, a natural mascara, cruelty-free and additive-free lipsticks or blushes or eyeshadows, Tubes & Co. has what you need. Visit tubesandco.com. Make sure you also try the frankincense tallow balm while you're there and stock your bathroom and makeup case with pure, beautiful products from Tubes & Co. That's tubesandco.com, coupon code HOMEMAKER. We'd like to welcome House of Tokumen as a sponsor of the show. You can find them at hotrugs.net. If you are tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs, that do not survive your lifestyle, then you need to dress your home in hand-woven rugs from House of Tokumen. Did you know these beautiful vintage handmade rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts by two decades? All of the House of Tokumen rugs are heirloom quality and made from the finest cottons and shapes wool. Buy directly from their website and always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S. or enjoy custom sourcing from a one-on-one buying experience. You are guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas. Shay and I love our rugs from House of Tokumen. We know that you will, too. Visit House of Tokumen at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net, and dress your home in beautiful rugs. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com if you are craving design inspiration or looking to make your home as cozy and inviting as it can be this upcoming holiday season. That's oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com because Homemaker Chic listeners, I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society. Start your subscription today with the brand new Harvest Holiday Edition now on sale. The Society is a place for individuals who cherish the elements and traditions of a bygone era. And as a subscriber, you will enjoy a quarterly, full-color magazine with no ads, 
access to the private design forum, and three old world inspired interior design classes taught by me. In the current magazine, we're visiting Stamford, England, looking at Italian Christmas traditions, ideas for your holiday tables, and a feature home of a collector extraordinaire that will blow your mind. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com to get your Harvest Holiday Edition print or digital shipped worldwide and access to all the perks of being a society member. I do think it's important to get other people involved if you're yeah. suffering and if yeah. you're drowning. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, in a tattletale way, in, a, in an accountability yeah. way. I agree. Yeah. I ask for help. I concur. All right. What else you got for us, Angela Reed? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I got this um, this lovely listener. She's got three littles, nine to three. Homeschool, chores, garden, yard work, meals, groceries, household shopping, church, friends. Um, and her husband can even make his own schedule. So that's a nice flexibility there. But she says she can't get it done. Um, even on her most disciplined, uh, productive days. Feels like she could work every day, all day. And the family even helps out. So she wants to know how she, how we set aside hours for ourselves. She'd love to have a clean home, even though it rarely is. She loves to organize and work hard. Um, but she also wants to re- relax and read and exercise and spend time with the kids and would like help prioritizing, um, being okay with a little bit of chaos and um, just having that, having time to do what she would enjoy, you know, working out reading, resting, because it is, it, um, for sure, you can roll out of bed and go till you roll back in bed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you do? Like, I, I kind of, I think it's maybe my comment's going to sound a little bit similar to when we talked about cleaning, those little pockets of cleaning. Um, I don't, really feel like I have the luxury or my days or my routine set up to kind of like go all day and then punch out. I, it's more pauses and then a punch out in 30 minutes I go to bed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, whether it's the, the, like I intentionally, like I don't walk around with my cup of coffee in the morning. I sit down and I enjoy my cup of coffee. So those are my seven minutes or my 10 minutes or whatever. And then um, I do find milking restful when my cow's not being a booger. And um, I find it very enjoyable to do the dinner prep with music playing and a glass of wine and a candle lit and sort of setting that vibe. And then there's another little pocket of time where I will then sit uh, sit with a child and spend like still, I'm still, I'm not moving around because I can, it's hard for me to sit still, you know? So, but it's more like pockets. It's not like this big marathon and then this great window opens up and I have time to wax my mustache. That's not really the way it works out. (laughs) I'm usually like sitting with a kid with hair color in my hair. You know, my eyebrows, they look like Groucho Marx. They're like, wow, mom, this is great. Yeah. Very similar to me. And I really resonate with this comment because- I am that person. I love to work. I love to be organized. Mm-hmm. I love beauty. I, I love, love doing it. things. I love being like active. I mean, I, all the things. So I get where you're coming from. 
Um, and when your kids are even younger than this, it's even harder because you're so physically bound. I remember just nursing babies and like looking at the breakfast dishes and being like, I just want to do the dishes. <laughs> Is that so wrong? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so really, this is a very unsexy answer, but I have found that it really is just a balance. I cannot just work and grind all day. I also can't just take the entire day and do the things I want to do. Wax your mustache, work out, shave your legs, (laughs) like shop Mm -hmm. for new clothes. I can't have those days. There's not huge windows like that. Mm-hmm. And so each day is like yeah. uh, Alistair Begg, another great pastor. He talks about observing the Sabbath, which is actually one of the questions we got. But um, he talks about like this doesn't mean like it has meant in the past where you sit down and you can't lift a finger. OK, there are still at what he calls acts of mercy. OK, meaning. We still have to do certain things, like feed our children breakfast before we go to church. That is an act of mercy, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We have babies. We still have to change their diapers, okay? Like general, beautiful things like this. So I like to look back on my day and say, did I feed my family? Did I do the work, the, you Mm -hmm. know, beautiful, blessed work that I, I have in front of me? whether that's answering emails, recording a YouTube video or a podcast. Did I do that? Did I do that well? Did I do the laundry? Did I feed the farm animals? Things are These are things I have to do. These are acts of mercy to, to myself, to the people around me. Okay? Um, and then mm-hmm. peppered throughout that. I mean, if you can climb in bed at night and know you just had the daily bread of, of duties met, then so be it. And there are some days where that's all you're going to be able to do is just your daily bread of activities. Um, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with having days like that. So I would just say, like, again, as in all things, it's a balance and you have to stay out of the ditches on both sides. There's a ditch on the leisure and what I want to do. And it's great to enjoy your children. But if you just sit and enjoy them and play with them all day, every day, and there's nobody to make supper, and they don't have clean clothes, that's mm-hmm. also a problem. So just steer between the ditches. Look back on your day. Maybe even make columns. Make notes and say, was this, was this balanced? And some days won't be. But generally, mm-hmm. if, you, if you track it, you can keep track of your habits. You'll have a good feeling for, you know, I really do need to take some more time with the kids. I need to be on the ground with them doing puzzles Tickling them, playing with them, pushing them on the swing. Or, you know what? We had Mm -hmm. a ton of Mm playtime and we actually had way more fun time than I'm kind of slacking on some of the duties that I need to take care of. Unsexy, but there it is. (laughs) Right? Um, And so do you you prioritize um, between your acts of mercy and your leisure? Or how do you start? Because she's curious about how we find time for, you know, working out. Like I, there isn't time for working out. <laughs> That's there. I get up very early to work out. That's mm-hmm. otherwise it's just maybe I can get down to the tunnel like in the evening. But like, who wants to do that? Yuck. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really have an answer for that because there's not. 
there's not a great answer. And even if you do find an answer, it's only going to be an answer for six weeks until mm-hmm. something changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until the next. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Um, my priorities with with the house are the laundry and the food. Yep. Like as far as the house. Um, I don't do a lot of vacuuming. We have all wood floors. I do a lot of brooming. And there might be. And I can get away with that. I have a Swiffer and a Swiffer wet jet and broom. And it's just not super necessary to bust out the vacuum cleaner every other day or every day. Um, so I can get mm-hmm. away. You know, I can prioritize. I can get away with that. There's certain things you can get away with. Um, and that allows time for other things for the working out. I just have to get up really early. And um but those two things, the food and the laundry are like what I – if I get to the end of the day and I didn't feed my family well, if it was like a hummus and pita kind of a day, mm-hmm. I feel pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I don't like that feeling. I know we joke about hummus on the show, but it's not a mm-hmm. good feeling at the end yeah. of the day. I would say if I had to prioritize for like for young moms, um, especially when you've got young kids, what I would prioritize mm-hmm. would be your kitchen and food. Um, Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to cleaning, if you can only keep the kitchen cleaned. And your bed made. Kitchen clean and your bed made. That that makes a huge difference. Cleaning up the living room. You know, that's excusable. Yeah, dining room table even. Um, Mm -hmm. These are usually things that can be done in not too much time. And if somebody comes over and you've got puzzles and Legos out on the table or you've got a bin of toys down in the living room, so what? If they've got a problem with them, find new friends. (laughs) Like... But there is something right. about coming into a home and having there be, you know, crusted on egg dishes on the counter and it's 3.30 in the afternoon. That does not feel good. For real. So yeah. I would say if you don't have time to do all the things, um, I think working out is a an incredibly good investment of your time. And it might take a sincere effort and energy and input onto mm-hmm. your uh, on your part. Um, so... We hired a trainer. And what I love about it is that I am financially very invested. Like, I don't want to be a pansy about it and like not do it because I'm like, I paid the mm-hmm. money. And so I want to show up. So find a way for, you know, maybe it's you have a accountability buddy when it comes to working out. Maybe you have a trainer. Maybe you're doing an online class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is always a really good priority just because when you feel physically you're going to have more energy. You're going to be sleeping better. You're going to feel better in your skin. You're going to be – that's going to mm-hmm. be a good thing for you. If you can, like, do that and keep your kitchen clean and, you know, in turn, then, of course, with keeping your kitchen clean, just keeping your kids fed. Keep the kids fed. Keep Feed yeah. them good food. Um, that could, That'll be probably enough for you to fill your entire day with. A lot of days. Uh, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Those are good things, but yeah. Okay. Okay. What else? Um, I don't. I don't know that we have. <laughs> we don't the have best the best answer answer for we'll, any of these we'll things. See. This, just... this next one. They well, are tough. They're big. They're, yeah, they're very t- tangled. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this one's a book. Bless your heart. That's okay. Um. But. But I can see why. Because there's a need. So you just made a little joke about finding new friends. Okay. If they have a problem with the food on the, you know, the toys on the floor or whatever. 
Um, the problem is we've had a really bad year and a half. And a lot of our listeners um, went to church for their friends. That's where they got their community. And that's where they got their support for this, uh, quote, alternative lifestyle. And the state of churches is not what it used to be. The state of community is not what it used to be. <laughs> I might cry. <laughs> People are lonely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like hurting for some mm -hmm. of these messages coming through. Um, she says, we're missing the community of older women and moms or moms of older kids, moms who have more time, could be our own mothers or our own sisters, could be the women from our neighborhoods or from our churches. Mm -hmm. um, she says it feels impossible to find community. I know we make the joke on the podcast about where your people, but that's only a small part of the void that mm -hmm. tuning into the show can f fill. And... I have my own feelings on this because I live really far away from my family and I I empathize with these women that want um, nurture and input and comfort and another woman to come alongside them and have mm -hmm. coffee with them and say, mm -hmm. I don't care about the Legos on the floor. Mm -hmm. You're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean um, – you know, how do we cultivate and maintain those um, supportive relationships in this current atmosphere? I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah, a whole other episode. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, my initial answer is like, whatever you have, like cling really tight to the ones you got right now because yeah. they are hard to find and it is so diluted after COVID. Community is so... Diluted. Yeah. And for many I think people. for some, it's diluted for certain areas. And others, it's not. It, others, it's it's actually kind of on fire a bit. Mm -hmm. Richer. It's, it's, yeah, it's richer. It, like, purified. Mm -hmm. It distilled. It mm -hmm. distilled things down a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know if I have a great answer for this. I mean, the only way I can speak to it is just... From personal stuff, because everybody's in such different situations. I mean, they're freaking flying helicopters over neighborhoods in Australia. Okay. Like, it's just out of this world. <laughs> you guys, we get messages from people around the world. Yeah. And like, obviously, people are hurting around the world. We get messages from hurting yeah. homemakers around the world. Yeah. It's um, yeah, homemakers in Australia where the helicopters are flying over every 30 minutes to make mm -hmm. sure they're staying indoors. Mm -hmm. uh, it's barbaric. Um, so the problem is you're you've cho choosing to swim upstream and now you feel upstream. like you're swimming upstream <laughs> more alone yeah. than you ever have before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a perfect answer, but I would say cling tightly to the people that mm -hmm. you can, even if they're imperfect, even if, you know, some of my dearest right. friends I don't have that much in common with. <laughs> they're still flesh and blood mm -hmm. here with me. Um, or, right. you know, Angela, my my dearest friend, I don't see. <laughs> like, we are thousands of miles apart doing this podcast. Um, mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's 
text messages as we can throughout the day. It's phone conversations as we can or FaceTiming sessions as we can. Not ideal, but better than nothing. Um, you know, our I was very blessed in that our church community, you know, we didn't meet for about three weeks when this first started. And then yeah, we decided and you know, this is another episode, but to continue to meet, which we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we haven't missed out on that at all. And that, like, you talk about just refinement by fire. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened in this community where it was like, well, are we going to do this? Are we going to meet and worship on Sunday mornings? And it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do it? <laughs> and I know... And I and mm-hmm. I empathize with people who came down on every side of that conversation. This is where our church came in. And so we have not been deprived in the way that so mm-hmm. many people have. Um, you know, and right. there's a lot of factors that go into play there. But um, I would say find opportunities, even if they're imperfect, um, meaning even if that means spelling up to your neighbor who maybe – they raise their kids completely different or maybe they're in a completely different phase of life. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just hard and it's imperfect and it's a slog, but for some reason, I'm just thinking of Corey Tim Boone's the hiding place. And, mm-hmm. you know, there have been really isolating times for people in the past, really, really difficult and dangerous situations. And maybe even just, yes, putting your ear to those kinds of things would be helpful for you to be like, we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just to yeah. take in someone else's story, not to just to take away from what mm-hmm. everybody has been through yeah. and the horribleness of it, but to to look at a, maybe like in that case a truly isolated, isolating chapter, isolated chapter yeah. of life. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want, I want to like choose my words very carefully because I don't want to uh, discredit. Or take away from every anyone's experience, especially given yeah. that we have worldwide listeners that are, yeah. you know, and and I want to also acknowledge like it was funny, like there were funny memes and oh, you know, you were left off the hook from being around yeah. difficult people for the first twelve weeks or whatever, yeah. and that like wore off pretty quick, and then we realized oh that. Difficult people, that lady in my Bible study that sort of rubs me the wrong way, she wasn't so bad after all. You know, like, I actually do like people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I just would like to, like, just acknowledge, like, yeah, that Mm -hmm. it's been hard. And, yeah, you're not, if you think, am I lonely? Could I be lonely? Yes. That's what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. That's called loneliness. I know it's like, we think because we have so much um, stimulation that that's not really an something we might we might encounter is like an actual feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. that's what you're that's what you're feeling. Yeah. And somehow even all the interactions that we have online, they're still not they're not as important or not maybe that important's not the right word. They're just not as real as the lady in your Bible study who rubs you the wrong way. Like that's a real human fleshly interaction. Mm-hmm. And we are created for that. Right. So um, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel for young moms who are at home. Um, I mean, just the schooling situation is a absolute nightmare. And I know that is throwing young moms up against a wall. I mean, 
the relocation of so many families. I mean, you're talking about a hard situation meets a hard situation mm-hmm. meets a hard situation. And having young children is already hard enough. Then you layer in all of this and it's, y'all, it's just hard. I mean, like there's no other way to say it. it it's just hard. Um, but we can do hard things, okay? And even if those hard things are yes. making our bed and showing up for the battle every day and reminding of our, ourselves of why we're doing this mm-hmm. and why this matters, um, that's worth it. What you're doing, regardless of how imperfectly you're doing it, is worth it and it has value. So just remind yourself of that. If you're lacking community, um, and, and be honest with the people that you do have in your community, this is where I'm at. <laughs> feel free to check mm-hmm. in. <laughs> no, I need more of you. I, yeah, yeah, feel free to check in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are so unqualified for this job. <laughs> All right, what's next? I'm ready. Give me something happier. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't know right, if I have I'll another one. Hang on. Oh gosh, they just keep uh, coming. I in don't here. think I have another one. Uh, birth stories. No, that's a totally different episode. Uh, dip tips on dealing with before. overwhelm. Yeah. Welcome to the, my life here. Um, okay. Um, <sighs> do you got one? Uh, no, I was waiting for you oh. to stop robotroning so I could understand you. I didn't say anything. Hang on. Oh, great. Hmm. <sighs> Shoot. I keep clicking the wrong one. Um. Okay, this is off the cuff. I'm just okay. reading this for the first time. Uh, oh, this will be fun. We can go out on this one because we wanted this conversation to be a little yeah. bit not as heavy as way, Monday's. Way to go but, with that. Oopsie. Um, okay, young, <laughs> sorry about that. Youngish homemaker here. Let's have some fun. I'm 28. What encouragement would you give to a millennial homemaker who is trying to cultivate excellent skills as a homemaker who feels like she's surrounded by people in her life who just keep making everything more and more casual? Weddings, birthdays, holidays, etc. <laughs> so many thoughts on this after the obligatory eye roll um i was just talking to the kids the other day about this whole casual thing because like where does it stop uh where does it stop did you get the message from one of our listeners the other day about like the schools in the uk having to tell parents to stop yep. showing up in their pajamas to drop yep. their kids off to school yep uh, yeah, it, that's, um, and we kind of, we kind of talk about this when we have Jennifer on the show, but I say, if you are that person in your circle of friends, then you just rock that. Yeah. I am that person in my circle of mm-hmm. friends and I rock it. I never back down. I never dress down. I never like not get out the napkins cause, oh, they'll think I'm fussy. Like, no, just be that person. Yep. <laughs> and People either go with it. Trust me, they have probably like behind closed doors a ton of respect for what you're doing. And you don't need that respect anyways, but just know that you probably have it. And Mm -hmm. just be the person. 
be that person that goes uh, the extra mile, that likes to elevate things, that wants to do things excellent. You want to have a proper dinner party for somebody's birthday and not a freak show circus in the front yard or or like yeah. sweatpants yeah. marathon. <laughs> I don't know. Just like just be that person. That's that's yeah. And then I would, I would say. say- uh, you know, off the no, cuff. That's not I would, very well I would thought out answer. Because I agree. But then I would counter that just to say when you are a guest, when you – let's say you're invited to Thanksgiving at somebody's house and it's more casual than you would do it or you're at a birthday party that's more casual than you would do it or whatever that may be, just be a great and gracious guest there. Rock that sure. too. I don't, be, yeah, never be yeah, ornery. Be a never be great ornery. guest. Show up on time, dressed well, ready to jump in and help, be complimentary mm-hmm. to the host. Just yes, rock that. And they will remember that then when they come to mm-hmm. your house and they'll be like, oh, she's not uppity. She jumped in and helped me slice up cake for all the kids. And, you know, like be that person too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't be um, intimidated or afraid to yeah. put your own stamp on things. And again, these people know you they're going to be be okay with that. If you get invited over to a kitty's birthday party and you want to bring the mom a bouquet of flowers from your garden as the hostess present and you know it's a super casual event, like that's yeah. – do that. Just – I just like really sink into that side of yourself and don't apologize for it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. On all fronts. Ditto. Because, because it's uh, – yeah, it's – it's kind of like sore thumb syndrome. Like you'll, you may stick out yeah. like a, I'm pretty used, let me put it this way. Like at this point, I'm yep. pretty used to sticking out like a sore thumb. I went to a birthday party last year and like I wore my black heels and a black lace skirt and a really fun top with gold sequins. And I knew that my friends were going to be yep. in Packer jerseys. Okay. I knew. Yeah. I was yep. okay with that. <laughs> uh, my friend Amber. <laughs> they were okay with it. They were uh-huh. like, oh, you look great. And I was okay with it. And I was yeah. like, oh, you look great. Go pack. You know, like, uh, my fine. friend Amber, actually, she'll be on the podcast <laughs> next week. So you guys will finally get to meet her. You've heard me talk about her for a long time. But I was so glad when we became friends because she is one of my friends who kind of matches my level of dress, of just entertainment, of of formality, I guess you could say. And it is also fun to have a partner in crime where it's like when we go out on a double date, I know she's going to bring it. So I even get to go like more that direction than I normally would just because you're not so worried about sticking out. So it's beautiful both ways. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a little permission yeah. slip. Yeah. Then it's fun. Then if there's, if there's somebody else there, you're like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Amber and I, every time we go antiquing, we buy yes. vintage hats and we both have these like collections, but we oh, haven't gotten to the point of wearing them yet, but we will. Um, okay. Speaking of dates, let's talk about, we got asked this question. Okay. What do you do on the one step forward, three step back days? Um, when it, you're just so tired, it hurts to blink. (laughs) I just saw that. (laughs) And I want to remember this. I want to sit here because I want to remember what we did, you know, on those days. Okay. Here, here's what I'm going to say. When you're in labor, there comes a point where you you have to surrender to the pain. Like okay, I'm a na- okay, natural childbirth. I don't I don't know unearth other forms of childbirth. To my natural childbirth people that have experienced that, I think you would agree with me. You know it's 
you're told it's going to get worse from here. You're transitioning. Like you have to surrender. If you keep mentally fighting it or physically clenching, like it only makes things worse. You, you have to just go into the zone and surrender to it. And that is how I treat the uh, one step forward, three step backward days. This is life. This is an imperfect house, imperfect children, imperfect mom, annoying animals. Like I, if when you fight it, wow, it just makes it so much worse. And I, I don't mean like just like surrender and slob out to it, but I mean, you can have an attitude adjustment where you choose, look, this is the trajectory of this day very Clearly, there's nothing I can do to rescue this day. I'm going to take it. My attitude from this point on is I'm going to take this in stride with dignity. I know that tomorrow is another day. I'm going to do my very best. Or maybe it's time to just call it and be done. And it is time to go sit and watch a family movie with Netflix and just let it go. Minister to the people in your family and let it go. It's not a white flag of surrender. It's not giving up on your duties. It's it's a maturity. That's yeah. what it is. It's a maturity and an acknowledgement. And just, I'm a fighter, okay? But there is a time and a place to just surrender with dignity to the situation and know that you will regroup. That's my answer. and I'm sticking to it. And you're frozen. So I have no idea if you're talking could be talking mm-hmm. no i was listening to you you were doing great it was great <laughs> i have no idea how stu's gonna i don't <laughs> know done any for five idea seconds. how stu's gonna clip this together <laughs> just let it ride um, there's no way you can edit yes this i completely agree show. and I'm surrender I, and, into it uh i would i was told this i hate the word mantra but it's a good reminder like your home is not made in a day it's not made in a month it's not even made in a year like we are in this for the mm-hmm. long haul so, yeah, just remind mm-hmm. yourself of that. This one day isn't going to break our family. It's not going to break our home. <laughs> it's not a microcosm of the exactly. rest of your existence. Even if it's a bad yeah. month. Or like when Angela's pregnant and she's barfing 17 times a day for nine months. Like, okay, even that passes. Yeah. Okay? That's a bad even year. Even that passes. Mm-hmm. And the way mm-hmm. that her home is during that time is not a reflection of who she is as a homemaker. It's a reflection of where she is at, at this moment or this particular season of life. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. <laughs> Just remind yourself of that. A, a week, a month, a year. Like, it's not going to yep. break. It's not going to. That's fine. Let it be that. Um, on a more personal note. <laughs> When our kids were really little, um, there were when they were really little, we couldn't afford date nights. So when we had one of those three step back days, we really did. Stu and I really did try to do something together at night to just decompress a little bit. And, you know, sometimes like all that meant was just Mm -hmm. making whoopee like that's all we could afford (laughs) here. Here we are, <laughs> just like an acknowledgement of we're here. We're still human. Like we still want to be married. <laughs> and, you know, that's OK, too. Like what are the things that you can do? 
and and so sometimes now when we have three step back days, like I mm-hmm. call my mom. And I'm like, mom, please, will you watch the kids for just a couple hours so we can just go get a coffee or we can run to the grocery store or mm-hmm. something small, but just you know, usually what that yeah. means. We yeah. do that. We're like, we're out. Yeah. See you in 20. Like, wh- like wh- whether it's a walk down the driveway or to go get a coffee. Yeah. Usually what I find is uh, it's better for Stuart and I to decompress together than it is for us to try to decompress mm-hmm. separately. There's something really filling about that time together. Almost like this just like reunification. Okay bolster each other up. We're on the same team. We can hash out anything that needs Mm -hmm. to be hashed out. I can lament about, you know, this is an issue or that's an issue. So you get some processing time to think. Um, So on those days, just figure out what that is for your situation and just make sure that you make a little space for that just to put things on the rails for the next day. Screw you, Zoom. I think Gosh. we're about done anyway. So you were no, saying we're, something about decompressing we're not, together. We have time. That sounds oh, like great actually, advice. Oh, hello. <laughs> my screen's st- no, my screen stopped I think we're moving. Even. I'm like, how have we only been talking for 20 minutes? <laughs> Angela, it's not the same if you don't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> She's just staring <laughs> Forget it. Um, All right. We're calling it. (laughs) Okay. So um, that was fun. Two days of talking to um, teen, teen (laughs) wannabe homemakers, young homemakers, all homemakers. Uh, If you missed Monday's episode, be sure to tune in. Um, We are close to wrapping this season up. So that means that you need to visit patreon.com and become a patron because that means we have our seasonal fangirl call. So if you are missing some community and you want to hang out with some fellow homemakers and if you want to give us some input for the next season, then we invite you to join us over on patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. Become a patron. You'll get video access to all the episodes and um, whatever you know individual perks we're offering on a particular episode. And of course, you can participate in this fangirl call. We will post that Zoom link on Patreon. So you will be able to see that over there. And we'll announce it on the show probably next week. Um, this was fun as much as it was challenging on my part. You did great, so, kid. You did great. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Um, that's a wrap. I'm going to shut this, shut this program down. I think down. that's a wrap. <laughs> I want to shut it down. Okay. We'll see you guys back All right. on Monday. We love you guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>